All right, so let me, let me recap. Uh, we start with Steve Justice and myself. We did these intros, right? And I just, yesterday I was just having Sabbath and I was reflecting, having some really good coffee. And um, I was just journaling what I had spoke that first week. And I was journaling some things about Sabbath. And um, one of the habits now I have on Sabbath is I, I just journal in the morning with the Lord. And, um, and I just want to recap because the big picture was we did introductions and then we did stop, rest, delight, and worship. And I know some of you are coming in for the first time today, and you're like, we just are finishing a six-week series on Sabbath, on a day of Sabbath. But I want to encourage you that this is not just a day. This is a lifestyle. This isn't just one day a week you set aside. No, it's maybe I start my morning like this. Maybe I end my night like this because our morning and our day actually starts at night. Or maybe this is how I go into my work day. I go slow, steady, so that I can be more productive. I start with worship. My heart is reflecting Jesus. My heart is adoring him, and, and I'm being specific to start my day that way. So maybe it's not just like one out of seven days for you. Maybe, maybe the nuggets are, man, I, I want to live every day like this. I want to I live a lifestyle of worship, a lifestyle of, of resting, of resetting, of recalibrating every morning. Maybe it's your drive into work. So as you're sitting here, don't think that this is just a day of the week. This, this is a lifestyle. This is something that we get blessed with. So let me just uh, summarize some of what I said uh, the first few weeks and, and some of this. So it's very, it is, Sabbath is, and this is how I defined it a few weeks ago. It's a very intentional, tactical lifestyle of time and energy. It's a calculated rhythm. Sabbath is stewardship of time and intentionality of a reset, stopping, resting, delighting, and worshiping God. Sabbath is community. It is family time and, and time set apart for growing closer to others in relationship and closer to the Lord. Sabbath is permission to rest, take a time out, take a break, a reset, a pause without any guilt or shame. Sabbath enhances productivity by slowing down and being intentional. God commands us to work, but he also commands us to Sabbath and rest. And then Sabbath is an invitation and it's a blessing. This is not law. One of the things I said, this is not the love of law, it's the law of love. This is not you're required to do this. It's not if you don't do it, you're in sin. No, this was us as a body saying this could be beneficial and this could be an invitation for us to, to rest, to recalibrate, and to be stronger and more productive uh, as a body. So two verses that I read, and then uh, we'll finish, and I'll introduce each person up here. March, Mark 2.27 says this. It says, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not the man for Sabbath. Sabbath was a blessing for us. It was, it was a day set aside for us to recalibrate, but he's just our focus. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, because I believe especially, oh man, frustration's awfully, often a time of, of anxiety, or, or, or frustration comes out, oftentimes reflects that something's going on, that you're agitated, not rested, and these things are, are very connected. How many were agitated again yesterday when you saw the snow? God bless you who weren't. Man, I'm ready. Tomorrow's the first day of spring, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like dwelling on the scripture. Winter is past. Springtime is here. Hear the turtle doves cooing. Like, I'm, I'm like, let's go. Flowers are blooming. I'm sick of the cold. I'm sick of the snow. Come on, Ohio. Right? Yeah. Amen. But sometimes that's a reflection that something's going on in our heart. So let me just read this verse. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 says this. Come to me, all who are labored and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That is a lifestyle, walking with the Lord, walking in Sabbath, not just a day of the week. And then we talked about Exodus 20 in the Ten Commandments. It's one of the commandments that we easily overlook, that we easily just forsake. Oh, that was, that was law. That was old law. Jesus did this, this, and this on the New Testament. Okay, go back to Steve's first message and listen to that, and you'll hear some explanation of why Sabbath is still for today if you desire it. It's a benefit for you. And then Hebrews 4, great chapter. We gave a resource guide with a lot of this in it, but Hebrews 4, great chapter on faith, rest, and Sabbath. And then... In Genesis, especially at the end of one into the beginning of the second chapter, God himself demonstrates Sabbath. He worked for six days, creating all the universe and everything in it. And then on the seventh, he delighted in it. He stopped creating, and he delighted in the creation and the creator. He, he celebrated, and he rested, and he looked at everything he created, and what did he say? It was good. He delighted, and he's delighting in himself. He's delighting in the Lord, and he's, and he's delighting in this way to say, okay, it is complete. It reminds me, as you fast forward to what we're getting into now, it is finished, right? It's great. We'll, we'll get there in a couple weeks. But anyway, here's, here we have Emily Farley on the far left, um, and she is here. She is a single woman, and she does Sabbath as a single person. And, uh, and if anybody else is single and ready to mink, oh my God. just kidding, Emily. just kidding. We will matchmake in this church, we will, if it's fitting, if it's God. Uh, but anyway, uh, she represents, she's, we thought it'd be great, and she's been practicing Sabbath, very disciplined, very dedicated. She's also been doing this really creative thing on Friday nights, inviting others in. Uh, so we want her perspective, uh, especially we know there's a ton of single folks in this, in this community, and uh, we want to know some of that perspective. Then we have Danielle Butson, and uh, Danielle's newer to Upper Room, and they have been actually, they, to us, are the experts in Sabbath. Uh, her and her husband, her husband uh, couldn't make the panel today, but uh, at, at any rate, her and Jeff have been practicing Sabbath for a couple years now. So, like, when they first started coming here, I, I was, like, geeking out. I had all these questions. I'm like, okay, what's this? Do you do this? Do you not do this? And then we started kind of buying each other some family games, and it's been really fun. Uh, but we want their perspective because they've had, they have, at least to us and our new journey in this, some longevity and Sabbath. So welcome, Danielle. I didn't want to be the only guy up here, even though it is uh, Women's History Month. So um, Nick and Tiana, um, I, I want to tell you why. I um, have Nick and Tiana Lambert up here who are very special to this body, to us, to our friendship. Um, Nick is actually my cousin, but one of my best friends as well. Uh, but anyway, we were on our way to out of town, and Nick left us a voice memo. And he's like, hey, by the way, I want to thank you for the Sabbath series. Never really did it. Don't really know much about it. Would have never tried this if you weren't speaking about it. But we're really liking it as a family, and I want to thank you. So I'm like, man, brand new perspective. What are, what are their takes, you know? Uh, up to that point, hadn't read the books, hadn't, hadn't pressed in, but just journeying through these few weeks, uh, we want to hear their transformation. Then we have my beautiful daughter, Chloe. <laughs> we were talking, she's like, Dad, I really like Sabbath now. I'm like, okay. Um, and I was like, wow, would you want to be on the panel? So now you will have a teenage, 16, fresh driving perspective of Sabbath and how what the challenges are and she might even tattle on mom and dad a little bit I don't know we're okay with it if she does um, and then this is Nicole Simmons she's my bride no further introduction needed 
Okay, so we'll just start at this one, uh, left to right here, and uh, we do have a few questions that we're going to share. I would love to know just a brief history about your journey in Sabbath and what it's been for you. Hear me? We good? All right. Um, Again, my name is Emily. Um, I have been Sabbathing probably... I know at least uh, four or five years, maybe a little bit longer than that, um, how I got into it. So uh, some of you know my story. I was a wild child in New York City for quite a long time and uh, ended up moving from New York to here. And I thought that all of the things that I did in New York uh, kind of stayed in New York. Like I'm here, I'm separate, and that's just really not, not what happened. And I was really struggling uh, uh, going to church while I was in New York and then came here was going to church and was realizing that all of these things were, were still with me because it wasn't the activity that I was doing. It was really what was happening in my heart. And, um, and I was like, Lord, what do I do? What I'm reading in the Bible and what you're saying is the kingdom of God is not what I'm experiencing. And he said, okay, why don't you give me 30 days? Actually, I think it was spurred by Caleb. I took the Caleb challenge, except I took it to like the next level. And he goes, he said, give me 30 days, give me your weekends, give me your, your music, only, only listen to Christian music that edifies me, give me your time, give me your words and, and just see where it goes. And it just, it just changed everything. It changed everything. And then after that, it's like, Lord, oh my gosh, this is real. This is not the gospel of forgiveness. This is the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. And it was awesome. So that's kind of how that started. And I've just kind of been rolling with it. So Um, I had to talk to my husband and try and remember when we started Sabbath. But back in 2018, we had kind of been forced into a kitchen remodel. We'd had a leak in the in the house, and so through some various things, my husband, um, Jeff, was going to be doing the remodel. And if you've been through a home remodel, you know it's rough. Um, our youngest was two and a half at that time, and so Jeff would come home from work and spend late hours working on the kitchen every weekend. We would go to church, but about but that's about it. He would just be working nonstop in the kitchen, and um, when I wasn't helping him, I was taking care of the kids, and we were just exhausted. Um, we were stressed out. Our marriage was, I mean, our communication was awful at that time, and our just our family life, we could just tell we were losing traction on some of the stuff with raising our kids. So we just decided at that point, we're like, okay, something has to change. And so we decided on Sundays, we weren't gonna work on it. We weren't gonna work on the project. And that was hard because our flesh was like, no, just keep digging in, keep working at it, and it'll get done faster, and then you'll be through this season. But honestly, we didn't know what shape we would be in after that season if we kept pushing in like that. And so we started taking Sundays off, and the project got done. It took a little longer than it would have, but we were better for it on the other side. Um, And then kind of fast forward a year, year and a half later, um, a lot of the pastors and speakers, authors that we listened to and read were talking about this. John Mark Comer's book um, came out that year, and, and we just started hearing about these families practicing Sabbath and what that looked like. And so I would say at that point, um, that's when we shifted Sabbath to Saturdays for our family, and we really became intentional about this is part of our family and this is part of our life. Uh, hi, I'm Nick. Uh, I am a police officer. I'll start out with that. Those of you who didn't cheer are uh, criminals, and those of you who did, that, yeah, okay, yeah, there we go, yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah, so uh, we started Sabbath six weeks ago when Aaron stood up here and said, you guys should try Sabbath to everybody, uh, but we listened, and um, 
we didn't really have any expectations, didn't know what to do or anything. Uh, we just like took one day where basically I didn't say yes to work. I like to work. I like to work a lot. Um, if you're not working like 50, 60 hours a week, we're probably not friends because I just, that's the type of people I hang out with. Um, so one day a week, basically, I said no to work. Um, and it did uh, like have an effect on work the rest of the week. You had more work to do when you came actually came back. But for one day, it was like a, a reset. And, uh, and I think that uh, was best for me. I think it was best for all of us. So uh, in case you didn't gather that, Nick really, uh, he is a very, very hard worker, and I am grateful and appreciative for that. But we are both wired in a way that we're always go, 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 go. And I think for me this year in general, I have realized I need to take some time and pause and be intentional with how I'm spending my time. And so Sabbath kind of lined up with that. Like if I'm wanting to be intentional um, with my time with the Lord and with my time with our family, then it was time for us to be intentional about how we spent that time together. So um, we've been doing some, some different things as a family, and it's not... I just want to say now, like, it's not perfect. We don't get a whole entire Sunday. I have two teenage kids. They both have jobs. They both have homework. Um, insane, absolutely insane amounts of homework. So we don't necessarily get a full 24 hours. So uh, I guess I just, uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit to say encouraging, like, if you don't have a full 24 hours to say I can do this, then as a family, then that's okay. Take what time you have because that's the time that the Lord is giving you in that moment. So... So my family has been practicing Sabbath for like six months now. We started in like October, I think. And well, they like introduced it to our family and I like noticed them starting to listen to podcasts and stuff and like they don't usually listen to podcasts. And it was all about Sabbath and resting and stopping and not doing work on one day or one morning or whatever. And so I was like, okay, this is weird. I know something's about to happen. Like, why are they listening to all these podcasts about Sabbath now? And then, of course, one weekend they're like, okay, so we've been listening to all these podcasts and we're going to try this out now. And at first I was super skeptical, like, this will never work. It's weird not being productive for one day. Like, I need at least to hang my laundry or start on homework or something. So it took a few weeks to get used to it and actually start enjoying it. But once I realized what the purpose was and it was to honor God and just to stop for one day and realize like thank you for this week and like help me in the following week so it, it's been super um, fruitful starting to just stop and rest delight and worship so yeah well I've pretty much told you most of my journey so far but um, I don't know I think just when having lunch with a friend and mentioning the book to us that initially kind of started all this and then just I think I'm the type that's like I really need to make sure this is what the Lord is asking of me and so just taking a long time like kudos to Nick and Tiana for hopping on the ship on week one I'm like that's amazing and and because it took me like forever just to be like Meh. and plus I was scared that he'd be like no and um, but anyways, I don't know. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to answer, so I've told you so much else. So we'll keep going. Um, at least, at least you know we tried it for ourselves before I, I made you guys guinea pigs, because oftentimes that's what we do. We're like, let's try it as a church, 
And then we haven't really like journeyed it ourselves, but we felt this one was for us first. And then if we felt there was fruit or maybe others could be invited in. Um, but yeah, basically I started after Nicole started reading me um, pages of a book, uh, the John Mark Comer book. She's like, check this out. Look at this. This is you. And then uh, for me, it sealed the deal. I was praying into it, started listening to some podcasts. We do listen to other podcasts. She just isn't around usually. But um, anyway, we went down to visit, um, go to our, the ministry in St. Lucia, and on the way there and back, we stayed at our mentors, and um, Jennifer Hetland, she was, she was sitting there, and she was talking about Sabbath, and it perked our ears, because she had been reading the book, and uh, we started just to process a little bit and talk about some of the benefits, and because I'll be honest, for the longest time, I was like, that's Old Testament, that's law, we no longer have to do that, no one has time for that, and I was really against it. And I was like, that's not productive, and, you know, those kind of naysayer kind of comments, which some of you may have been this way, maybe still are, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be for you. Um, but at any rate, uh, so we started talking about it, and, and I was like, you know, there are days, and I maybe shared this in the first week, but just to catch up or if I didn't, um, there are days where I hope it rains so that I don't have to feel guilty for not going outside or doing something in the barn or doing something on the house or landscaping or whatever those chore lists are for me on maybe a Saturday. Or, or I pray, like, sometimes, like, I would be like, be nice to be sick so that I could catch up on sleep. Those types of things. So I started to talk about, about that, and she, and Jennifer's like, the one about the rain, she's like, my pastor used that exact example. I was like, hmm, okay, I'm not weird. So um, I am maybe weird, but not at least in that way. Uh, so then uh, we go to St. Lucia, come back, and uh, we come back. Leif picked us up from the airport to bring us there uh, to stay the night to catch our next flight the next morning. And um, he was talking about Sabbath and talked about the book we had read. Uh, so we just kind of went all in from there. I got back. I looked at our calendar in October, and the rest of the year, we didn't have any plans that couldn't be canceled or altered on every Saturday for the rest of the year. And I was like, Saturday it is. We're doing Saturday Sabbath. We're going to try it, see if it works for us. Um, but that was at least our start into this. And, and we've done our best, us too. We don't always get a full day, or sometimes we're juggling a, a, a sports tournament because we've still elected to allow our kids to do sports on Sabbath. Some people go hardcore and, and don't do that, and that's fine. You need to pray into some of that. Um, but for us, we've decided to still continue that and do our best to maybe catch it up on a Sunday afternoon or something like that. But All right, next question. Uh, we'll go this way just to free you up a little, Emily. By the way, I stole your water. Can you pass it down to Emily? And uh, next question is, what's been the biggest blessing and uh, best thing about Sabbath for, for you or your family? For me, uh, it's probably not having that guilt and being okay to just check out in the way of work. That's probably for me, just not carrying that guilt, that burden. Oh, okay. The best thing for me is um, I am not the type of you know, there's people, we were talking about this with Josh and Angie. There's people who cannot set an alarm and still wake up on like 5 a.m. or whatever. You know, that, how? I could, I will sleep till 10. And, and it is so amazing to the night before not to be like, okay, what time did I set my alarm for? What time, what do I have to do in the morning? I just think that I realized the freedom piece that I was missing, like, oh, I need that freedom to do nothing unto the Lord. <laughs> The best part for me so far is getting to spend time with my family and not feeling like I should be doing something else or I should be doing homework or I should be checking in on my friends at school. Like I just get to relax with my family, play games and have fun and not feel guilty about not being productive. Good answer, good answer. Good answer. 
wait, was this family feud? <laughs> um, that would be fun, though, like family funerals. Yeah, that'd be great. Anyway, so um, probably one of the biggest blessings for, for me personally is, is kind of the same, like permission to stop and to rest. So I always think like there's all there's always something else I could be doing or I should be doing and just the permission to even not respond to text messages has been really freeing to say I'm just not really looking at my phone today and maybe I will at some point in the day but maybe I won't and maybe I'll look at it and maybe I won't reply and it's okay because that's just the permission to stop and rest um and if I think about the stop, rest, delight, and worship in literally like a four-part thing, I would really say we're only on stop and rest right now. Like we're, we're not quite moving past that just yet. We're stopping, we're resting, and then I'm looking forward to us being able to delight and worship. So blessings, that's what we're talking about? Yeah. All right, so I'm not responding to your text anyway, whether it's Sabbath or not. But, um, <laughs> but blessings uh, that I receive from Sabbath is... Um, for those of you who don't know, we've been really busy for the last year trying to put a book together. And like it seems children's book. So it seems like we we've been working so hard for a year and then once we started Sabbath, then everything kind of just fell into play. Um the book got released, uh got on Kickstarter, got fully funded, um, all while we're doing the Sabbath. Um and so I think that like we seen like extreme blessings like that, like we didn't have to work as hard as we've been working for a whole year, um, and things are still getting done. Uh, so that's what I would say is uh, seeing that type of stuff. Um, I would say that going into the weeks after we've had Sabbath, we're just more filled up, and I feel like our weeks are just smoother as a whole family. Um, the weeks that we don't get Sabbath, we feel it. Like, our bodies have almost already synced up. It's not just our hearts and our minds like our bodies have synced up to oh we sabbath on saturdays and if we don't get that then we feel it the whole rest of the week so that would be our blessing um it got there's so many um one of them is just uh knowing the ways of the lord i love it at coming from a Southern Baptist background and uh, just my perspective of the Lord growing up, it was it was a lot about like, I need to do this and then I will experience this. And it has changed into such a, oh, this is a relationship. And I think I've, I've kind of said this before, like it's it's my date time with the Lord. And, and it's and it's just awesome. But also uh, being able to see the Lord move in community, like they were talking about my Friday nights um, that I have sometimes at the house and people come over. And that to me, that uh, there's a part of that that does kind of, feel like work of like, Lord, I'm having to set the table. I'm having to clean that. I'm having to do these kind of things. But the Lord is opening up to me in such a new way of, of seeing him and experiencing him in new ways uh, through, through other people. And it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. Okay. Now we're doing greatest struggle. What's been the greatest challenge? Emily, do you want to start? back on okay greatest struggle uh got a couple of them uh 
one of them is I am kind of an introvert. I'm split, but I am more introvert than I am extrovert. And uh, so there's a part of me that's like, yes, I get to shut the door and be all by myself in my house. And the, and the Lord is like, well, wait a minute. Is that what I'm calling you to do? Or is that what, uh, is that what your introvert nature self is, is trying to tell you to do? And so really learning the, the ways of the Lord and learning how to ebb and flow. So some of you, if you've gotten a text message also from me on a Saturday morning, that's the Lord speaking to me of like, hey, this is not law and we are going to, you're going to ebb and flow in a relationship with me. Uh, so not being in that structure and also not following my nature. Uh, and the other struggle, honestly, and I know this is kind of a hard one, is really in my other relationships. There are other people who don't necessarily, um, they don't Sabbath and that's totally cool. And I'm talking about people in the church and it, and it, it's been really hard for some of my close relationships and some of my familial relationships of like, well, I feel like you're not honoring me. And um, it, it, that's just, it's tough. I don't know how else to say it. It's just hard sometimes. So, um, I think for me, it's just laying down my pride because I still, there's Saturdays I wake up and I'm like, okay, God, I know this is what you called us to do, but th I have a hundred things to do and I'm not going to get them done. And I just have to surrender that to him. And sometimes it takes me, and Nicole kind of has talked about this, like the resting, on starting a Saturday resting. It takes me a couple hours into Sabbath to just battle and surrender and lay that down. I'm a list person. I'm a task-oriented person. And so my brain just wants to keep going. And I have to really discipline and surrender that to God and just trust him that what needs to get done will get done. And sometimes that means there's things I thought needed to get done the rest of the week that maybe didn't, and that's okay. Um, and then kind of like Emily said too, this is very countercultural, and I think that is that can be hard. We kind of have a filter of what we run through, like what are we going to say yes to on a Sabbath and what, what we're going to say no to, and sometimes that is really hard to do. So, uh, For me, I would uh, I would say like trying to figure out what, is allowed by me uh, to do on a Sunday is this when we're doing Sabbath so like I like being outside so for me that's relaxing but is it work is it is it work if I then it's like this internal struggle like am I doing something because I have time to do it or am I doing something because it's relaxing to me also um, it seems like everything gets offered on your Sabbath day so like if, if you like for me, if I have, I have a job, they're like, oh, we got a job where we'll pay you guys, uh, you know, this much an hour, but it's on this day. And you're like, oh, that that's money. That's some good money right there. But then then you're like, oh, but it's but it is Sabbath. So I'm going to have to pass on that big chunk of money. So that's <laughs> which is a big deal for him. <laughs> like It really is a big deal. Um, so kind of in the same vein as ever, everybody else, really, but just really like releasing my desire to control what my day looks like because I am a list person I am a planner like I really love to plan things and I despise it when there's not a good plan like it drives me crazy uh, but I really just saying like we don't have a plan like this is our plan is for our Sabbath on Sunday we're gonna go to church and at some point we're going to eat something, but I'm not cooking it because it's Sabbath. <laughs> so, um, so that's that's a big one, um, which also stretches his faith. <laughs> um, but really, like just releasing the control and saying, you know, God, this is your day that you have given to us, and what do you want it to look like? So, releasing control is my biggest struggle. 
For me, it's learning how to stop because it seems like every other day I'm waking up at like 6.30 to go to school and then on Sundays I'm waking up early to go to church. And so it's learning how to like stop on Saturdays and just know that it's Sabbath, it's time to rest, it's time to be with family, it's not time to get up again and look at what I'm doing all day, what practices I have, what games I have. And also sometimes I have games or tournaments. So like learning how to do Sabbath after that or in the midst of that, that's sometimes a struggle. I have two things. Number one, on the practical side, um, I cannot stand to go to bed when the sink is full of dishes. I cannot stand it. I want to put every single dish in the dishwasher. After breakfast, I want the sink cleaned out. I don't know if there's anyone else in here like that, but it is like, I mean, for months, even still yesterday, I'm like, it's like they stare at me and they just want to mock me. And I just can't stand it. I don't know. I'm just saying that like on a practical side of things, whatever that might look like for you, like maybe that's you, you like have to make your bed every day. That also is me. Actually, I just realized I did make the bed. Should you still make the bed? I don't know. But there's that. That's like on the practical side. And then like on this other side, because I think that the, like the majority of us up here are more of like the doer people that need lists and plans and all that stuff. But I wonder like, what about the people who aren't like that? And so for you, you're like, what's the problem? Like, I don't do that normally. So, but I'm thinking this is the other piece of that is now those types of people. And here's what I'm recently starting to lean into is, now I'm doing things unto the Lord. Because there's a difference between taking a nap, laying around and snacking and just, you know, going outside or whatever. There's a difference between that, which does feel restful, but now we have this little piece that we need to tag onto it, and that is unto the Lord. So I'm figuring out how, how am I pivoting in my heart and making sure the things I'm doing are unto the Lord. So there's the, there's the two for me. Mine would be along the same lines as, as a lot of this, so I'll keep it short. But my, when it really comes out, it's for me like on vacation. It takes me three days to check out and to unwind and realize I'm on vacation. And uh, so it's a similar thing for me on Sabbath or, or leaning into this. It's like those first few hours, I'm still like geared up and ready. Like, what's next? What do I got to do? What? And uh, so it's along those lines, but for me, it really comes out. Uh, so I'm going to practice this year. We're, we're going to take a vacation this summer that on day one, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be vacation mode and not checking in, finishing things, still working on emails or, or whatever. I'm going to try to just like check out. So along those lines. Last thing uh, before we open it up to some Q&A uh, for the time that allows. But the last thing, we'll start this way. What would be some encouragement? Uh, what one piece, quick piece of advice would you give anybody else who's maybe considering diving into this? Um, I don't know. One of the fun things is just figuring out what works for you and what doesn't, and there's no rules. Like even Josh, we, we did breakfast with Josh and Angie this weekend, and uh, it was funny. Josh was like, so do you guys like have your phones out on Sabbath or not? So we're still like journeying through, like what's allowed, what's not? Like can you make your bed, can you not? So just, I would think, just pray through um, whether you're alone or you have a spouse or whatever, what's that look like for you? And just kind of make those boundaries, but there's no rules. Just do something. I mean, I think that's just what I would say. It's like, just start. Like, that might even just be like the first hour of your day. I don't know. I think just don't make it so complicated. And because that's what it did. I did. I was like, oh my gosh, how are we gonna? Do? And it's just like, just start. 
whether it's an hour a day, 30 minutes a day, whatever, and then it will develop because you're going to start to be hungry for more. And so that's my advice. My advice is to just enjoy the freedom because it's nice just to sit around all day. Like everyone just wants to do that every once in a while. So once you learn how to like honor the Lord while you're doing that and remember what the purpose is and like what's the point behind all of this, it's good to like enjoy the freedom of it. Yeah, that is good. So my uh, my advice is actually just going to come from scripture that I happened to be part of my reading plan after a day that Aaron had preached and I shared this with them. Um, it's Isaiah 58, 13 through 14 from the message. It says, if you watch your step on the Sabbath and don't use my holy day for personal advantage, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration, if you honor it by refusing business as usual, making money, running here and there, then you'll be free to enjoy God. Oh, I'll make you ride high and soar above it all. I'll make you feast on the inheritance of your ancestor Jacob. Yes, God says so. So. That's good. I don't want to follow that up. <laughs> that was great. Um, I would say just keep trying. I mean, we've been doing it for quite a few years, and it is still a struggle sometimes, and we constantly look at each other. We're like, okay, maybe that wasn't the best decision for Sabbath. How do we need to shift that or change that? But just keep trying. You don't get good at something by just showing up that day. You have to put in practice. You have to keep at it, and yeah, it's, it's not going to always go perfect, and um everybody's Sabbath is going to look different, kind of repeating what they said. Like, what's life-giving? My husband loves to go out on a six or seven mile run on, Saturday, on Sabbath mornings. I do not. That sounds awful to me. Um, but everybody's Sabbath is going to look different. So what's life-giving to you might not be life-giving to me. So, Goodness, y'all hit all the good points. Um, man, I just, if you want to do it, if you want to go deeper with the Lord, I say just do it. And just like they said, it, it, no one can tell you what it should look like. No one can tell you what your relationship with the Lord should look like. And I just, I just go for it. If you, if you wanna, if you wanna be like Jesus, if you wanna know the Lord's ways, just, just say, Lord, I'm here. I have no idea what in the world is going on, but I trust that you're gonna show up. And let me tell you, He does. He does every single time, and it's so good. The joy and the awesomeness that comes with being with Him and honoring Him is is so much better than a lot of the struggles that we actually go through uh, in the in, in trying to get it right. It's just awesome. I just encourage you to do it. Okay, I'm gonna, we're going to put a number up here, and you can text in, and then I'll finish just a little statement here um, as far as like another encouragement, but it's 937-506-0011. You can text that number, any question you have, I'll get it, um, and we'll process through just a few of those. We just have a few minutes, um, but one of the things, too, is we didn't force our kids to do Sabbath. That would maybe be another piece of advice as you're thinking about maybe sending in a question, is we gave our kids the freedom to choose. We just said some of those things, Tiana, like, we're just not, like, Nicole's like, I'm not cooking for you. I'm, your, your chaos isn't going to create work in me, you know, so we kind of established some boundaries, some things of, like, you can do whatever you want. You can not Sabbath. You can work as hard as you want. Matter of fact, we'll give you a chore list if you want, mm -hmm. but we're, you're not just going to cause us to work, and sometimes even when they get into conflict or arguments or fights, we're like, hey, this is our day not to referee. You're going to have to figure this out on your own. 
You're, you're, you're old enough to be able to get along and love one another. So we have creative boundaries, but we didn't force, so that would be my advice, not to force your kids, your spouse, if they're not being convicted of this or, or, or feeling that invitation or draw to do it, don't force it. Just, just do it in your version and what that looks like. Uh, and have fun. Have a lot of fun. Like, um, man, we just, we've played more games. We've connected more. We've had more conversations. That morning time I set aside with the Lord is just so, so valuable. Um, so that would be some more things. But uh, last, go ahead. Uh, I, just, I just had this thought about it is like, what are you modeling though? Because I just think I am so thankful because both of us come from, um, our background is like very much like work, 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 hard, 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 go, 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 do, do, do. What are you doing? What am I doing? And I just am so thankful for this opportunity, even though they're a little older now, but to model rest. And I feel like that is a gift that I could give the kids like as they move forward in their life because our culture is only getting faster things are only moving quicker expectations are high i mean they are already under so much pressure and so i just think man what a thing to model for the the kiddos and even our families like we're saying like sometimes our families that aren't practicing this may not understand but like to me i think you're modeling we're modeling something that there is fruit in and as people see fruit in something, they want to know, like, what are you doing and why? Now I'm like, oh, I'm interested now. Um, the other thing is, I, I, again, this is only an invitation for the church. It's not a rule. But I do feel in this we'll be healthier people. And when we are healthier people with healthier marriages, healthier homes, we're a healthier body. And uh, so there is, there is incentive as a church body to implement versions of this or, or a way of life uh, to know that Jesus is first and, and his his burden, his yoke is easy and makes it light and gives us rest. Um, so we'll process some of these questions. I'll, I'll kind of throw them out there. If you have an answer, fine. If not, I'll, I'll muddle through them. Um, but how do you do meals on Sabbath? How do you rest from cooking and cleaning? Maybe Nicole or Tiana or Danielle or somebody. Leftovers. <laughs> we have leftovers or we, we do, you know, go out to eat sometimes on Sundays. That's our Sabbath right now. So um, really it's just kind of been whatever fend for yourself <laughs> I, would, I, will say, I will say that same and I think it started out like that however I'm starting to feel something inside of me like get more excited about like I yesterday I was like I will make breakfast for everyone today that is so unlike me but I was like, I suddenly feel like I want to I cook for you. I want us to eat together. I want to, like, enjoy this together. So I think, I think that the more, and probably Danielle's recognized this as well, but, like, as you do this more, it does become something that your body's like, oh, and now you, like, open up. You're like, oh, I see opportunity. It's like I said a couple weeks ago, like, I think I want to hang out with people again, you know? And so I don't know. I think, like, there's just a process that happens. Um, this is cooking, but also cleaning. I would say one of the biggest things for us a couple, maybe a year ago, we started shifting to Thursday night cleanup, which our kids hate that in the house, but it's Thursday night cleanup. So then on Friday, I can prep because I like a clean house. And so if I'm going to rest on Saturday, I would like it to be clean. And I feel like we all rest better. So we do that Thursday night, but then Friday I can meal prep if I'm going to do that. But we usually do a big breakfast together. That's typically what we'll do, and then we'll just throw something together. It might be leftovers, or but I usually don't do a lot of cooking, but there are days I wake up and I'm like, oh, I want to make this great meal, and we're going to feast today, but that's not usual. <laughs> uh, 
There, there are several questions on like, how do you process your list of yeses and nos on Sabbath? Um, why don't you do sundown or, or dinner um, the evening before through dinner the evening of? And there's a lot of questions of like, like the practical things. And my, my, my answer to that would be, do what you feels best for you. Like there's no rules. Okay, the law is out of this. This is love. This is out of health for you. So, so remove the rules, remove the restrictions, and maybe for you it is the sundown to sundown. Maybe for you it is processing, because your list is going to be different than, than ours, of anybody's in this room, of what maybe something brings you delight that you feel brings the Lord delight that doesn't others. The running is a great example. Nicole would love to run. I would not. Okay? So, so there's things like that. So that's addressing a few of the questions people sent in, uh, but we'll do two more questions. one is important for us to address just in the body and that is this question about a better picture of sabbath do's and don'ts but really this part of being a single person and and trying to figure that out so because yeah it's different so emily can you just mention like kind of like people wise food wise like what are some of those basic for you yeah um i guess food wise it's that's not uh that's not a big thing for me. Uh, I guess sometimes I'm fasting on the Sabbath. Other times it's like, hey, go get in the fridge and see what's going on. Uh, I guess that's not a big thing I deal with. I'm, I, that's a perk. I, I guess not having a lot of kids, I don't have to think about that in advance. So whatever is in the in the refrigerator, um, and hanging out with other people. I mean, honestly, this whole thing is about what is the Lord leading. What is the Lord leading to do you to do? What is the Lord leading me to do? What is he leading me to do with my food, with my fasting? Who is he leading me to hang out with? Is this a time that he is calling for community? And it just, I mean, that relationship takes all the, the law away. But you got to stay in close. And then I just feel like everything flows out of that. So I feel like I'm probably not answering the question. Can you add something to it that I've heard as I've talked to a couple people single? And just like learning about singleness is that I think, not all, but I think maybe sometimes when you're single, um, it's really hard to make yourself be alone. And I see that as like an incredible opportunity on Sabbath because see, I'm doing this with my family. I got people around. But when you're single, and no roommates or even just an alone, is it almost is this opportunity, I don't want to say the word forced, but it does give way for you to sit alone. And, and what does that lead to is to the relationship with the Lord. Because otherwise you're going to spend your Sabbath like, I love community, I want to hang out with people, this brings me life, okay. But are you allowing yourself to sit alone and, and be entertained by Him? So I, I would add that. I don't know. Can I speak to that just a little bit? So I, I think that what you're saying is, is correct. And this is something I've been leaning into the Lord with too, is the difference between Sabbathing for honestly an introvert and an extrovert. And so like an introvert, all being of like, do you get life from being with other people or are you super excited when someone cancels on you on a Friday night? You know, but, but in all honesty, like I do think it looks, it looks different for people. And that's when I have to lean into the Lord because I do, I do have a tendency of being a little bit more introvert than extrovert because in my work life, I am with literally, I mean, in the past two weeks, it's been thousands of people like this is I interact with tons of people but on the weekends and my time with the Lord it's like 
am I leaning in and I want to do this by myself and shut myself in my house because I don't have a problem doing that? Um, or is the, is the Lord calling me for have this, having this time with him, just being me and him? Or is he actually calling me to spend it with other people? Um, so I do think there is a potentially a little nuance there. At least it is for me. Uh, maybe not for others. Yeah. I, I will say Sabbath is meant to be to done together in community of some sort. That, that is one of the intentions. But like Nicole was saying, we, when we got to this point, we were kind of burnt out. We've realized now that we were kind of burnt out and kind of uh, sick of people, just to be honest, in a social realm, in, in that kind of realm where you cook together, you dine together, you hang out together, play games together, because we are around people so much. And then there was like this thing of like, we're so depleted. If we had the choice between a date or family time and time with anybody else, we're, we're picking this. But now that we're healthier, we're rested, we've had some time for that family time, that set-apart time, now we're feeling like pretty excited to, to bring some others in on this and see what this looks like and do some game nights or do a, a bonfire night with others and some of that. So I think the healthier you get, the more you may want to do other things uh, with that. So let me just wrap up. A few more questions came in, uh, but it's we're, we're way past time. I could do this a long time, but probably longer than you guys can. So, um, and some of you may have like laundry to catch up from yesterday's Sabbath or dishes or something else. I did make the bed today, so I did. Um, trash, taking out trash. My trash still sit in my sink. No, it's not. You moved it? Evelyn did. Oh, okay. If you don't know me, I like to take my trash bag out of my trash can because my trash can's really small. And I think I could fit so much more trash in there. So I take it out and put it in my sink and then we cram it really, really, really full. And so we stare at our trash bag for a whole week. That's just a vulnerable piece of information. Okay. When you get married, you just learn those battles you want to fight and the ones you don't. I just leave trash in the sink. It's whatever. Erin, <laughs> um, so can I add one more thing? Um, just, we were, you know, we were praying for the young people and and the next generations, and I think we see so much anxiety and depression, and that is so near to my heart, but our culture is so fast-paced, and we don't slow down, and we don't stop, and I think if we could model this, if we could model this as a church and show them there's rest in that, um, I think a lot of healing could come in some of that mental space. It's good. It removes pressure to always perform. That's what we even text out to the panel today, like, we're not looking for perfection. You don't even have to have answers to the questions. Just be you. And I think that's one thing Sabbath does too. It pulls out that pressure to perform and, and get it done. You know, just be. Just be still and know he's God. This is an opportunity to just be. Somebody said, well, what about this? And college reports do and all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I just remember the story Steve shared with a, a, a med student uh, in, in their final stuff. He just took 15 minutes roughly a day in the bathroom. Locked himself in the bathroom 15 minutes a day. That's all that person could do. So I think... In, in Matthew 6, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things would be added unto you. I think if we're putting him first, he'll add all of this. He'll add time. He'll add productivity. He'll add the finances. He'll add those things, peace, hope. Like, all that stuff will come if we just seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness first. So um, uh, there was one more thing I was, I was going to say. Somebody wanted to just speak on delight. Let me just say this, like the first step is stop rest. Stop rest, that's where they say they are. Then it's delight worship. Worship is delighting in the creator. Delight is, is delighting in the creation. So there's a little difference there. Worship my heart is under the, God, under the Lord, whereas delight, I get to delight in the things around me, whether that's that moment, that coffee, the, the creation, the trees. Nicole used the example when she was speaking on this, I think the first week or the first time, was she just went for a walk and began to recognize things she had never recognized. 
that week in January where she brought in Psalms 23 to this before we even did the series. She was talking about, and then she began to recognize things that she had never recognized before. Before, she would just be fixated on what needs to get done or what, or I got to get this done. But she was on a walk. She's like, man, that's a pretty tree. Or wow, look at that. I'm hearing the birds. That's just delighting because you're feeling healthy and you can, you can appreciate even the people around you. Like, that's delight, delighting in the people around you, the thing, the circumstance. Even if sometimes it might be a trial, you begin to delight in it because you have hope in it because you have the clarity of who Jesus is in it. Okay, so I want, you, I want everybody to stand with me. Thank you for um, being part of this journey. Thank you for um, so many of you. Um, I wasn't here the week we did the show of hands. By a show of hands, who has tried to journey into a version or some form of Sabbath? Just the majority of you. Thank you. Thank you for that invitation. Uh, I was around nine pastors, and I asked that question. How many do Sabbath? How many do a version of this with your families or at home? Or do you take Monday off? Or what's this look like for you? And uh, only one out of nine pastors actually even kind of knew the realm in which I was talking about. And I think it's a gift to us to go in rest, to go in peace, and to be able to be still, know he's God, and be way better with him in all of this than just on our own striving, being on that treadmill of performance, and uh, not really getting very far as much as we would, I think, if we're rested and healthy. So, and, that's, and there's ver various ways to do this. I just, I believe in, in health. I believe in physical health, emotional health, spiritual health. And this is a tool that could be used to get us healthy. So uh, I'm going to pray for you, but there is a really special family in the church for the first time. You can welcome them from a distance, uh, but Nate, Bethany, and Gavin, welcome back with your new little precious gift, Gavin, to this world, to the earth. So he's a little, little cute little guy, so just welcome him from a distance, um, but let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Sabbath. We thank you for time set apart uh, to, to honor you, to honor your day, to keep it holy. Lord, that is a gift to us. It's an invitation and a gift to go um, just in rest, to go, to stop, to rest, delight, and to worship you, Jesus. I thank you for the fruit that's going to come from this. I thank you for the fruit from this series, but most of all, from a lifestyle, putting you first and putting you in all things and doing unto you. We thank you in Jesus' name. We're going to ask our prayer teams to come. If you need prayer for anything, our prayer teams are going to be here. If you need to know Jesus as Savior, healing, encouragement, and want a prophecy, uh, we ask you to come forward. Uh, but God bless you guys. Have an incredible day. If you have any other questions, just snag one of us, and we'd love to share with you. Bless you guys. Have a great week.